Welcome to the Be Fit to Sit podcast. I'm your host, physiotherapist Kim Siddons, and I hope to equip and encourage you as we talk about healthy exercise, ergonomics, posture, and practical self-care strategies to help you feel and function your best at your desk and beyond. So if you, your family, or your colleagues spend a fair bit of time at your desk or using screens, tune in because this podcast is for you. Hello there, I'm physiotherapist Kim Siddons and welcome to the Be Fit to Sit podcast episode number eight. Today we're talking about whether or not your desk setup is sabotaging your health. I see so many people who are coming in for physiotherapy treatment or who I'm coming across in wellbeing workshops in their offices or schools who are asking me why they are not feeling better at their desk despite all their efforts. So these people might be seeking regular help via massage or physio or chiro. They might be doing lots of things exercise-wise and stretches that they think are really helping themselves, yet they're still not reaping the rewards in terms of feeling great in their bodies or in their productivity and energy levels at their desks. And there's a few little reasons why that might be. So we're going to talk about those things that you could look out for today. I often tell my patients and people I talk to that it's actually not so much about what we can do in our little uh, half hour or hour treatment session when you come in to see a health professional like myself, a physio, a chiro, a massage therapist, any other therapist, or what you're actually doing in your specific workout times at the gym or going for walks, whatever you're doing, it's often how you're spending the other 95 to 99% of your, your week that can be what is undoing all your best efforts in those areas towards getting on top of your health and feeling good in your body. So we're actually wanting to work towards a positive health experience when you're working Believe it or not, a really great healthy work environment should really improve your physical and mental health rather than leaving you feeling really drained and like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. The things that you can do to help yourself feel much better in your mental and physical health can be quite simple. They are not necessarily very difficult little things that you can do. But the particular thing that we're going to look look at today that might help you feel those health benefits while you're working are in relation to your desk setup. That is something tangible that you can often make steps towards changing that can go such a long way towards reducing strain, both physically and mentally, on your body. 
Now, before we get started, I just wanted to clarify what ergonomics is because we might be familiar with the term ergonomic chair or ergonomic this, that, ergo. It's not economics, it's not financial, it's ergonomics with a G. And ergonomics itself is actually just the science of designing your work environment relative to you, your work demands, your capabilities, your limitations. So it's taking into consideration the environment that you're working in and the person that's working within it, those two things combined. You can't really have a positive experience when it's one and not the other, when the work environment doesn't really consider the person or when the person isn't really adequately put in a work environment. So ergonomics is really how we bring those two things together. And someone like myself with qualifications as an ergonomist then are specialised in having experience and qualifications in looking at the environment and looking at the person and making sure there's such a great fit that it's a really positive experience on both sides. So hopefully that helps clarify that. We're going to be talking about how better ergonomics today can help reduce your risk factors for musculoskeletal injury so that you have improved comfort, but also improved performance, improved productivity, and all these amazing things that actually help you have healthier mind, healthier body. Now, you wouldn't necessarily associate a healthy mind, perhaps, with ergonomics, but there's so much research that is already existing and more coming out all the time about how a healthy environment, which definitely includes ergonomics, can help with your engagement, with the quality of the work that you're producing, with your efficiency in the midst of that environment, with your ability to concentrate, your ability to focus, also your confidence. And so you can see all those factors are really factors that promote mental health. So we're all about trying to facilitate better mental health in that situation so that we can actually be reducing stress, reducing anxiety, along with preventing more serious side effects or a culmination of stress, anxiety that often people experience in terms of burnout. And I'm sure if you're someone who's part of a big team or you lead teams, you can see how all those factors involved in mental health, when there's lots of little things that are put together to to improve engagement, improve efficiency, improve concentration and focus, improve clarity and confidence, that 
just some little changes that can be made in people's environment to help stimulate that by better ergonomics is definitely one of them, but that can really help improve culture in your workplace, in your team, help you be a, a more effective team member. And so the return on investment in terms of ergonomics and improving mental health is such a big factor for improving your business performance and improving the culture of your organization as a whole so I've really seen this play out when we've had some little what might seem minor changes but changes made in environments and ergonomic setups in the workplace I have seen such a big turnaround people employees start to feel more valued and start to feel more of a really involved and engaged team member so I really advocate the that you consider those factors as well as the physical side of ergonomics which springs to most people's minds and that's because we often would relate ergonomics to furniture and accessories so yes that is such an important factor when we have furniture that supports us such as a great ergonomically healthy chair that's appropriate for the person they're obviously going to feel more comfortable and there's such a strong relationship between lessening strain and load on people's bodies with reduced injury rates because people just don't experience so much cumulative load on different parts of their body. So let's have a little talk about some ways that your particular setup or you might be thinking about your team members or your office's particular setup, some ways that that might be sabotaging your physical and your mental health so that you can have a think about troubleshooting some ideas that might work for you to improve that so you're inspired towards creating a really positive overall work experience. One of the most common ways I see a workplace or a workstation, even if it's your home office, sabotaging your health is in that it doesn't facilitate movement. Many of you may have heard me say before that a little bit of movement done often makes the world of difference. We know that sedentary work can be such a problem. It's leading to so much ill health. And so if your environment is not helping you move, then that's a really big factor in sabotaging your health while you work, both physical and mental. So let's give some examples of that. One example I see quite often would be uh, that people can't really move easily because they've got a huge amount of clutter under their desk. They might have bags under there, even a bin under their desk, and lots of other bits and pieces, even other equipment stashed underneath so that it's not really easy for them to put their feet in the right place that's helpful for them or to put a footrest there if they need it or for them to just be able to stretch their legs back and forth underneath their desk or stretch their legs out to improve their circulation and stretch their calves 
being able to move your legs under your desk is a huge thing. You really need to be able to do that. If you're sitting at a desk, you need adequate clearance so you can move. Another way I see that people's environments don't really facilitate movement would be arms on a chair when it doesn't really fit well. So arms on a chair can be amazing. A lot of people really like to use their arms to help support themselves and to help wiggle their bottom back in their chair. I love that. But in some instances, arms on the chair might not be appropriate or might not fit. Some environments, such as being in a corner desk, means that having arms on your chair might actually sort of block you in so that it's not really easy for you to get up and down from your desk very often or not very easy for you to move from sitting to standing often, which you know, you've probably heard me say before, we're aiming to move every half hour or at least every hour from that sitting position, even if it's only for a, a very short time, a couple of minutes, if you can get up into the standing position, it's amazing. But you need to be able to have an environment set up so that's easy and facilitates you to do that. So if you're stuck in a corner desk with arms on your chair, you might need to have a second think or see if you can lower arms on your chair so that you can actually really easily come in and out or get back up and sit and stand. Another reason might be if you've got arms on your chair and they can't be elevated or lowered so that your chair fits under the desk easily. And so they're butting in and that's even encasing you in that sitting position a little even more statically. So it's not easy for you to, to rotate and get up and out of your chair. So have a think about arms on your chair. Another way you could think about facilitating more movement at your desk would be to use a sit-to-stand desk or a sit-to-stand workstation or even a separate standing workstation if you have a fixed seated workstation. Is there a place that you can go to every so often or even quite regularly if possible to stand while you work? So sit-to-stand desks are an amazing way to facilitate movement between sitting and standing, yet keep working so you're not losing out on productivity. But I also see so many people who do have a sit-to-stand work desk option and don't really use it. Or on the contrary, they use it in standing most of the time and forget to sit down to give their legs and back a break. So there needs to be a really good balance. Whether you're in sitting or whether you're in standing, you still need to incorporate the movement part. So have a think about whether or not you can actually involve a little bit more standing if you tend to spend so much time sitting or if you can involve a little bit more sitting if you're spending so much time standing. I hope that makes sense. It's too much of a good thing. You don't want to spend all your time standing if you're at a sit to stand desk. I see that a lot. So there's some examples of how you would like, how not facilitating enough movement could be sabotaging your health at your desk. Another example might be if things aren't arranged so that they're efficient at your desk. One example of this might be at a reception desk. So the other week I was called in to do an ergonomic assessment 
at a workplace and straight away I could see why the receptionists at the front desk were telling me that they were feeling a whole heap of strain on their body. And it was because their phone system that they were using a lot and their note-taking system that they were using a lot to take down phone messages were not arranged in an efficient manner. And that was having a big toll on these reception workers. They were having to reach a huge way across to the wrong side of their body to actually answer the phone. So I know notice that this receptionist is right-handed and so her with her phone far off to the left-hand side of her desk because she had all this other stuff in front of her that she was using with her keyboard and different monitors and notes everywhere. She was reaching right over to the left and then having to use her right arm across her body as well to punching numbers on the phone because she wasn't using a headset and she was complaining of pain on one side of her body and I could see it was because of this extreme reaching plus then the twisting across her body done repetitively was really putting load on and she sort of knew it was a problem but didn't really know how to address it and how best to fix it and arrange things now that is just one example but in your situation have a think about your desk that you're typically at, either at work or in your home office at work or your home study environment, wherever you are, is there something that you're having to reach for a lot of the time or go across your body for a lot of the time that is creating an inefficient workflow? You might even find it relates to documents that you use a lot of the time. So I often find people are taking notes down on pads of paper or even on electronic devices, and they've got them in all sorts of awkward positions. For example, they might be on the phone with the phone in their left hand, and then they're twisted right across to the right-hand side of their body to write down notes and staying in that rotated, twisted position, leaned over with notes sort of propped up on something for long periods of time. Sometimes phone calls aren't always short. That's just one example. And I see note taking as a really common one where people have notepads propped in awkward positions that when you do it repetitively and cumulatively throughout the day, all that strain really adds up to sabotage your physical health while you're at your desk. And once your physical symptoms have started to kick in, either strain, pain, and you can feel that tightness or tension, even just discomfort, it starts to affect your focus and your ability to produce quality work. Not to mention the fact that it's actually inefficient time-wise to be in all sorts of awkward positions and have everything everywhere and not have a really fluent, productive system. There's so many little tricks that us ergonomists have or people with experience in this area of ergonomics. There's lots of different little products that we've got in mind or or even little workflows, ways that you can arrange your equipment and your notepads and all those sorts of things that are very difficult to explain over the airways, easier to explain via video, which we are not on video. So if you've got questions around that, 
make sure you reach out to me. But there are solutions. Don't just think, oh, this is just the way it's always been and this is the way it's going to have to be because there are lots of little tips and tricks that often a second party coming in from the outside can actually notice and think of a solution around or hopefully you can even think of a solution now that it's been brought to your attention and brought to the front of your mind don't just dismiss it do yourself a favor the other thing I wanted to quickly touch on that might be sabotaging your health would be things that you're doing with repetitive load or repetitive movements one example, apart from the reaching and twisting that we've already talked about, would might be the your mouse position. So a lot of people notice that they get more strain on the side that they use their mouse. And often when I come and have a look at what people are doing, I can see straight away that their mouse is floating away from their keyboard and it ends up sort of tracking further and further away as they're using it. And often it's even in a far reaching position away from them. So it's really putting excess load on their shoulder, their neck, their upper back, and also further down the chain into their arms, wrists, and fingertips. And you'd be surprised the sorts of injuries that that presents with because of that increased load. So we all tend to use our mouse repetitively when we're using it uh, at a computer, and we need to make sure that our mouse is actually as close to us as possible in a really good position for us to avoid extremes of movement. We use it so often that we really want it to be in that more neutral position in front of our shoulder, as close to our body and as close to our keyboard as possible. So that's another example how just improving positioning can help to reduce that repetitive load, that cumulative strain on our body. You might also notice that repetitive movement is involved in clicking the mouse or typing on the keyboard. So if you notice that those sorts of repetitive movements, such as typing, using the mouse, even texting. So when we're using our devices and using our thumbs or our fingers when we're on our phones, those sorts of repetitive movements, if those are flagging discomfort for you, have a little think about how you're actually doing it and see if you can figure out a little, uh, some ways that you can bring things in a bit closer to you so that you can maybe have your devices more centralized or your keyboard closer to you, your keyboard more central. There's again, lots of little tips and tricks that you can do use to reduce load with repetitive movements. So if you're having trouble with that, reach out to me. I'm more than happy to give you some specific advice. But that's another way where repetition can really overload your system to sabotage your health at your desk. The other way is obviously where your furniture is not supportive enough for you or not positioned well enough for you. And that is a huge part of what we do with ergonomics is to make sure that your chair, for example, your monitors, your desk, Everything is in the right position for you at the right height, at the right distance away, has the right adjustments and the right fit for your body. 
for your workflow and what you need to do for your tasks involved, but also for your body that takes into account your history of injuries, your particular posture, your particular stature and size. All those things are really important considerations. And if they're not quite right, all those little percentages can add up to cause strain, overload, and then that can present in terms of symptoms, discomfort, and mental and physical strain, as we've talked about. So if you think that any of those areas might be worth addressing, you're more than welcome to reach out to me and have a quick little chat if there's some about some tips and tricks that might suit you. If you are keen to get your workplace on board to get some strategic input into how we can best help your whole team and your whole office environment feel and function better at their desk with some better ergonomics and some really great input into how the people can sit and position themselves and work more effectively in their office environment, I'm more than happy to help you out with those sorts of really positive information sessions and specific assessments. So very happy for you to reach out to me for any services like that. You will find that people that have experience in this area really just have a fresh set of eyes coupled with obviously qualifications that will come at the problems you're experiencing from a different perspective. The other thing is that it's really important to be preventative and proactive so that even if you're not already experiencing any issues, any problems, and you're, you're completely comfortable in your environment and you feel like your workflow is great, that is fantastic. Have, make sure you get a quick check from someone experienced so that they can actually just identify any little loopholes, any little gaps that might be able to be improved so that you can prevent the onset of problems. Because once they've started, they can be really hard to undo. Anybody who's ever experienced strain, pain or discomfort while they work will understand that once it's started, it's actually a little bit more tricky to undo. So prevention is the essence. It's all about trying to get a step ahead of any problems, preventing musculoskeletal injuries and enhance workplace experience so that any sort of work we do is so satisfying and actually really validates our identity and makes us feel proud and accomplished and we makes us more engaged and happy to be involved in our work. That's how we actually experience a better quality of life. I really hope our little discussion today has helped you have a little dig deeper into your thoughts about assessing a little bit of a glean across the board about some areas that you might need to be aware of addressing to help you have a positive experience at your desk. I can't wait to share some more tips with you next time in the Be Fit to Sit podcast. And later in the month of May, we are taking off on a five-day free challenge, the Be Fit to Sit challenge that will be online absolutely free for you to be involved in and we're going to be going through 
once a day for five days, some strategic little exercises that you can do at your desk, stretches and exercises to help you feel amazing. So improve your posture, switch on all your awesome core anti-slouching muscles so that you can actually help yourself to feel and function your best at your desk in an ongoing way. So be sure to click on the link to the Be Fit to Sit podcast to find out more about how you can join into the challenge. And I can't wait to inspire you there. Till next time. Bye for now.